Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, along with my co-host, Doug Crockett, and we are the voice of hope, healing, and miracles. Good morning, Doug. We're so happy to have you here. Good morning, Stephanie. It's a great day, and what a wonderful opportunity we have today with our guest. I'm excited. We're, we've been waiting for this one for a while, haven't we? Yeah. Yes. Before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First of all, we want to thank the voice, or sorry, the Mindful Lab with Christine Erickson, where you find clarity, connection, and peace at the Mindful Lab. And she is so great working with especially young women, teaching them mindfulness. So get hold of her at themindfullab.net. Also, I want to thank the Sunshine Family Hemp nature's site of health find them at sunshinefamilyhemp.com we've been using their product for a number of months here and we are absolutely loving their product if you contact them and give them the code word vitality you will get 10 percent off so make sure you take advantage of that on their wonderful sunshine family hemp also oils by ellie featuring young living oils there is an oil for that Find her at oilsbyellie at gmail.com. We love our essential oils. And also we invite you to check out the Miracles Network with Doug, our own Doug Crockett. And it is on YouTube and all the other stations, but it is called Miracles When Heaven Touches Earth. You're going to love this. He's got, what, 50 plus shows on there now, Doug? I do. Yep, yep. And they are all phenomenal shows and they are all about different people expressing their miracles. And that's what this show is all about is talking about how people can find hope in their healing, any kind of healing, emotional, spiritual, physical, financial, whatever it is. And to get to recognize the miracles that happen in our lives every single day. And that's why we love to do what we do. Because we want to help people understand and recognize those little miracles that can turn into big miracles or miracles that can change other people's lives as well as your own. So with that being said, I am so grateful to introduce you to our guest today. We have got David Osmond on here. I've been following him since he was a wee little lad. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) And we got the opportunity to visit with him a few months ago, and it was just fun to talk to him because I know a lot of his family. I've had the opportunity to meet and hang out with a number of his family members. And so I feel like this is just a blessing for me to have David on here with us. And I I love all your family, as, as the rest of the world does. And I feel very blessed that I know most of them, a lot of them personally. So that that is so wonderful. And now I can call you one of my friends, too, because you are amazing. So with that being said, Doug, did you want to add anything to that little intro? Sure. I'll just say that I'm glad to be on here as well. I've, I've known David for a couple of months now through the, the Tribe Angels program that he's involved with. It's fantastic. But what I really appreciated is that we have some similarities in our experiences in life. And we know even parts of my family as well. He knows it's my uncle. I call him my uncle Denny because you know Denny Crockett and Terry Crockett, which are incredibly well. My dad even more so. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, growing up. That was a big time for us. That was we watched the Marie <laughs> Reeve show. Oh, I should be interviewing you. I'm, I got some questions, man. 
I got okay. Okay. deal. That's wonderful. So, yeah, I'm glad we've got that connection now to family as well. And, I'm, and I've been a big fan of the Osmonds my entire life. So it's, it's wonderful to have you with us, David. Thanks a lot, Doug. Thank you, Stephanie. And that was an incredible introduction. I appreciate it. You, you said it exactly the way that I wrote it. So that was very nice. Thank you. Um, we'll talk later. Yeah. No, very, very kind. Uh, I appreciate that. And, and it, you know, I kind of like actually left that out there. I, I didn't even send you over a bio or anything like that. So you were just going off of, off of your experience. And that actually meant a lot more than you just reading uh, what was actually written up for me. So uh, thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Uh, I've been looking forward to this as well. And it was easy to do a bio for you. You're David (laughs) Osmond, and I followed you for a long time. You're so awesome. You're so kind. being um, a fan. (laughs) Stephanie, thank you. Thank you so much. Now, you you mentioned knowing my family and some of their relatives. What was your first encounter and, and connection with the Osmond family, and then also with, with me in particular. I, I got to ask you that. Oh, well, goodness gracious. Now you're turning on the tables on me. Well, my <laughs> sister happened to be the president of Donnie's fan club in Idaho for many years. In Idaho. That was a big chapter. And so it was kind of funny when we were little kids. We were all married to different Osmonds. I had Alan. No way. <laughs> yeah. So no you're technically my son, right? Oh, that's great. So I had so I went on a cruise a few years ago with oh, on the so Osmond funny. cruise, and I was telling your mom, as you know, Alan was mine first. I, I married him when I was I think, twelve. How did that go like over? That. You know, <laughs> yeah. she just started laughing at you and the rest of the America, yeah, you right. know, the world. So it was kind of funny because there wasn't enough Osmond brothers to go around. So my sister <laughs> got to be Marie. You know, so we were we were all, that was that was one of the best things we did as kids was play, you know, being married to the Osmond brothers and was, Melanie being Marie. <laughs> was this just within your siblings, within your immediate family? Well, so I'm one of the parishes from Pocatello. So anybody that knows the parishes from Pocatello knows mm-hmm. who we are. We all sang. We all danced. We all did that performance stuff. And the biggest thing is we all lived on Parish Lane growing up wow there are a lot so, of similarities happening here with our, so much our lives and, here. and this was this was us so nobody knew whose child was whose <laughs> you know, oh, it's hilarious. Like, well yeah we're all just one of the parish and there was 12 girls before there was any boys there and weren't we were, enough yes. Oslins to go around you're correct i know there wasn't wow. you know of course the older ones of us got to choose first you know so that was just how it was we so, you know <laughs> so, so there, there was a little bit of bickering and fighting over the donnie connection right who got to marry donnie i would imagine um, well you know i always loved alan was my favorite <laughs> Mine too. so it's like i know as he should be right so and, and i'll alan be sure was, and tell him this you'll, you'll make his day yeah and That's your dad true. and my mom went back to way when we did acn a long long time ago okay and yeah so i, got I knew each other i knew them from then in fact we talked about his ms we talked about the hyperbaric that's when i was just doing hyperbaric yeah fast forward that's where i met Stephen marie was in St. George when they started coming in to do hyperbaric at my clinic in St. George, which was kind of cool thing. But previous to that, I was involved in corporate alliances. I told you with Merrill and Justin. So what a small, small world. (laughs) And then of course I've done a lot of stuff with Nathan too. My brother Nate. And I've got a lot of brothers. Well, if you ever run husband's, to uh, uh, hypothetically marry with your your family, there are a, there's a second generation of a lot of Osmonds that you could. I thought that, but I thought that well. might be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> it would be a second little generation. strange. Yes, but, it know, would. Come to think Osmond of it, now that you mentioned it, yeah. 
That's so awesome. We'll just keep them as the kids, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Well, thank you for the connection. So, well, you had Parish Lane that you grew up on. I grew up on Osmond Lane. Go. Yes. That was, uh, and, and, oh, and one of my other And Doug, did was, you live up on the Crockett Lane? Where were you guys hanging right, out? Right, yeah. yeah. I was in Orm on the Crockett Lane, yeah, with all five of my brothers. And uh, <laughs> we know a lot of people, a family that lives on Osmond Lane as well. And so nice. the Myers. So anyway. yeah, yeah the, uh, Dr. Myers. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, my doctor for my whole life. So yeah. <laughs> Very cool. What it's funny. We have, these, we have these connections. Yeah. I remember one day being down at BYU. I think I was at a dance competition or something because I taught dance and was dancing for years and we saw jay and donnie walking into the riviera and of course we had to follow them right and chase them down of course you had to do that right <laughs> i remember catching them and being they were so gracious to us you know these little girls from idaho woo, chasing them so, down so they were you so gracious. catch them once you chase them down you got up cornered you catch them what do you say what's the first said, thing that comes out of well, your mouth? you know I, of course i first ask you about alan <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I was smitten. What can I say? Yeah. Anyway, it was just kind of funny. So they were just going, How are you doing? What are you doing? So we were telling them what we were doing, and they just got done playing baseball or basketball or something over at the gym. And sure. <laughs> it was just really funny. It was like, Oh, hi. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, Where's yeah. my camera? <laughs> but that was funny. Because my cousin Carla that I was with, she was actually married to Jay in the parish world. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. That's hilarious. Yeah, so, it so would have been, a, it cool. been so fun as a kid. I mean, this is so, I, I've heard so many amazing, fun stories like this in my, my entire life. And yeah. to go back and be just a fly on the wall or even a, a glimmer in my dad's <laughs> eye during those crazy, amazing years of the 70s, which were, I mean, yeah. it was mm -hmm. awesome. Mania worldwide yeah would have yeah. been a really cool thing to kind of see and experience i've i've seen it through the lens of youtube and home videos and things like that you know right but to be in real life i mean the world it was a different world then it was and, a different and world. certainly for my family it was explosive i yeah. mean they'd be just a worldwide phenom uh yeah. this, this little group out of ogden utah you know uh from back in the early 60s and and then into the 70s when it just went gangbusters. That would have been really cool to experience. Yeah, it, it was fun to be part of it on my part. <laughs> you yeah. know? And so it was funny because when I finally met, started meeting, you know, the Osmonds in real, not chasing them down, but meeting them for reals in business settings and different settings. You know, it was just such a blessing for me because it's like, mm, these are the people that I have looked at and I'd idolized. And, you know, they're they're human and they they love everybody and they just treat everybody so well, you know, and, and Steve, I was so impressed with him because he was trying to get an appointment for Marie to come into clinic. And he's like, I don't want anybody to know she's there. And so we were trying to coordinate and he, how protective he was of her, Yeah, you know, yeah. and it was just, it was neat to be part of that. And, and I'm hey. like, well, we can arrange it. So nobody else is in the clinic at the time, you know, and, and it was just, it was just neat because he was really concerned. And I just think that's so beautiful. Beautiful uh, part of your family. I think that's so, you know, it's so funny you mentioned protecting and you mentioned the Riviera apartments, <laughs> which our family used to own and, and where my dad and, and my uncles and, and Marie spent so much time as kids, yeah, teenagers and, and young adults and everything. I was just talking to a guy named Devon Taua a couple days ago, like two or three days ago. And he he's the nicest guy. I've known him my whole life. Uh, he, he, he was kind of the bodyguard for the Osmonds back at the Riviera apartments. And Marie was telling me stories about Devon 
and how that's funny scare off people because he was so big and there was a, a big protection around the family certainly and and Marie in particular being the only girl out of nine yeah. having eight brothers uh right. she had a lot of bodyguards that yeah. protected her and and rightfully so and sure. and it's nice to see you know her husband Steve my uncle Steve uh yeah. that forward as well and I get a chance to tour with my aunt Marie all the time and be on stage with St. George was amazing. Did you like that Tupon show? was amazing. It was, that was a wild show. I mean, not, not just being in the elements, the wind was picking up. We had chandeliers over the symphony. Uh, th- those chandeliers were swinging. Like we didn't know what was going to happen. We had the television crew all over the, that set filming everything. It worked out really well. And the special turned out very nice. Oh, so, it, does. it was, it was amazing. The night of the show, we were doing a lot of new material. And it was a little sketchy at times, so I'm glad you experienced it and enjoyed the experience. It was wonderful. I try to support Marie everything I can while I'm down there because I, yeah. I just moved to Idaho from St. George. So oh. I was down there for quite a while and, like I say, got to know Justin very well and, and Meryl very well and Marie and Steve. And it's just like, and of course, Nathan when I was living in Salt Lake. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm just feeling very blessed. Okay, now this is all about you. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you for letting me I haven't even started I'm, asking I'm Doug starstruck. questions. Wait till I get going. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> well, I love it. Love it, love it. I'm just a fan. <laughs> I love Donnie Marie show since I was a kid. Every Friday we watched Donnie and Marie, and that was just that's just what you did. And it was a big, big party for our family. Was that on ABC? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What that time was, on Saturday? Like seven o'clock, eight o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I'm probably in fourth grade, so I'm gonna say seven o'clock. So I, yeah, yeah. It was, it was seven o'clock because we yeah. would go sit with my grandma and watch Donnie and Marie every yeah. single I think it was Tuesday every nights. Day. It was on when we watched okay, grandma yeah. couldn't wait for us to get there so we could, all of us little girls could sit with grandma and watch Donnie and Marie. Watch the show. Yeah. It was <laughs> amazing how that show I mean it was the I mean number one show in the US, but in the world too. It was so yeah. big. And yeah. so popular. And in fact, my wife was born with while her mom was watching the Donnie and Marie show. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So that's perfect. You, you never know. You never know. <laughs> really? Wow. And the, the amount of connection that this medium of television, how it reaches so yeah. many people, and yeah. the impact that, that my dad and, and my uncles and my aunt were able to make is really inspiring. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. You know, and I was just I was just watching Donnie's thing about Meryl's last. American con- you know, concert and yeah. and everybody's retiring now. That generation's all retiring, and it's like, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> but we've got you guys. We've got the we've next got the generation. Next <laughs> it's kind of a transition, up. a kind of an end of an era. But man, it was the golden age of television. It was yeah, it was, it was awesome. beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. I remember we went down to Branson, Missouri, and I always wanted to go down there to see the Osmonds' next generation. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody was down there yet at that time. And so I texted Nathan and I said, Hey, I'm coming down. I hear you're going to be down there. And he's like, yeah, come find me. And so I go walking in there and I hear Stephanie <laughs> all the way across the room. And Nathan's like, come here. <laughs> it was so funny. So it was just neat to be able to be there. Of course, my husband at the time was so into the Lennon sisters that he was like, he was far more starstruck. It was so funny. Oh, that's so crazy. I actually owe a, a call back to Kathy Lennon. I just missed a call from her the other day. <laughs> oh, that's it's cool. The story behind the Lennon sisters and the Osmonds is remarkable. In fact, yeah. uh, a lot of, of I think, that some of the credits for how they were able to be connected into some of the television opportunities was because of the Lennon sisters and mm-hmm. the relationship the Osmonds had going back in the early 60s 
my my grandpa he must have bought like a map of the stars back in the 60s <laughs> they drove down from ogden utah and they went down to southern california and he found where the lennons lived and they nobody knew who the osmond brothers were just this right. young barbershop quartet and my grandpa knocks on the door at the lennon sisters home and uh, they answered and they hit it right off at their front door they invited him in and they became fast friends they fell in love with this little quartet of, of singing brothers. They were obviously singing sisters. And, and it was because of them that they arranged a meeting uh, with Lawrence Welk. Uh, that meeting uh, never happened because Lawrence Welk didn't show up for the meeting. Uh, they were going to have an audition, a private audition, all this stuff. And he didn't show up, uh, unfortunately, and maybe fortunately. So my grandpa, oh, wow. turned, he turned you know, what would, would have been lemons into lemonade and said, hey, listen, we're in California. <laughs> You know, we're not going to make this trip go to waste. We're going to go to Disneyland and have a great time. So they, they went over to, to Disneyland Main Street. The first people they run into uh, is a, a little barbershop quartet called the Dapper Dans. And, yeah. and, and they, the Dapper Dans, one of the main guys, looked at my dad and the brothers, and they're all dressed alike, you know, said, you guys look like a barbershop quartet. And my dad goes, well, we are. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Sing us something. My dad pulls out a pitch pipe. He's ready to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they start singing. They, they gathered a, a larger crowd than even the Dapper Dans had. They're like, wow, awesome. you got to meet our boss. Walker, come backstage. And they went back behind, right there at Main Street Disneyland. Because, uh, I mean, it all, it's a long story. We don't have enough time to go the whole history of the Oscars. <laughs> but, but because of those connections, because of what the Lennon sisters did, and then uh, – they were able to get on a, a television for a boxing match. There's this whole story of the Osmonds. Really cool. Andy Williams' uh, uh, brother actually ends up seeing this performance. They yeah. end up meeting Walt Disney because of this interaction. They get hired to go back and perform at Disneyland as kids. And it go. And then Andy Williams comes in the mix. Like it's really cool how it all came to be. But ever since that day, from knocking on the door, they've been close friends with the Lennon sisters, uh, even up until today. I mean, I'm I'm friends with them. I had a chance to perform with them many, many times at the Andy Williams Moon River Theater as I headlined that for my Uncle Jimmy. And they are the nicest, sweetest people, just like you kind of set up my family uh, to be. Yeah. They are also, they're the real McCoys. They're so yes, very classy, genuine. classy. Yes, they they and the Osmonds are so classy, very you know, and, and it's funny. I just, I feel so bad for the kids now because they don't get that opportunity that we had <laughs> as kids growing up. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it's it's, well, it's harder to find that the world has changed. You know, we're more connected now than ever. I mean, the fact that we're interviewing yeah. three different locations, right? But we're more disconnected than ever. And I don't know if yeah. it's because a symptom of the technology where we hide behind screens, where we're just, we just don't we don't look up from our phones. We forget to look each other in the eye and and right. connect on that human level. And I love your show for that reason because you're able to bring back, uh, I think, a dialogue of what makes us human and what makes us all a uh, common needle and thread that goes is sewn through the middle of our middle of our fabric, our heart, all of us. Amen. Yeah, I love that. Thank you Amen. for saying that. And that's, that's one of the reasons we love to do the show because people have got their own story. And I know you've got quite the story. When you and I were talking about miracles, <laughs> you know, there are so many miracles. And I look back at, like we just talked about the, the, the miracles of the Osmond family. It really was a miracle what had happened. Yeah. And what brought it to you? And then for yep. you guys to go through and, and what your dad and your mom have been through and what everybody's been through. I mean, really, what they've all been through. I know Wayne's had problems. Everybody's, everybody's had things that people don't know. They don't see that, you know, but there's miracles in all of that. 
And we, I we, want to turn that and get to your miracles because I know you even, even growing up, you guys had a lot of miracles happen. You know, some of them aren't very good ones that you're going, well, what happened there? But well, we I mean, to look for the good things. Yeah. And, and, and what it, it's, it's hard to say what the repercussions uh, and consequences of good fortune right. and also misfortune are. I mean, as you look at, I remember learning the parable of, of the Chinese farmer, which is a parable that goes way back thousands of years. And it really comes down to where, uh, the, the, there's just to summarize this story where this farmer has a horse and he has a son. And one day his horse runs away and the neighbors are all, oh, this is the worst news. I can't believe that this happened. You had one horse and now it's gone. Like, isn't this terrible? And the farmer says, eh, maybe. Next day, the horse comes back, got three wild stallions with it. It's like, oh my gosh, you got four horses now. This is the greatest news ever. The neighbors are so excited. Isn't this awesome? What great fortune. And the farmer says, oh, maybe. It goes on and on. The next day, his son is trying to break one of the horses, gets kicked off the horse, breaks both his legs. What terrible misfortune. Uh, maybe. Next day, the conscription officers are coming through, and they're recruiting young men for the war, and they're getting slaughtered. They pass on his son because he's got two broken legs. Isn't this great news? Maybe. I, it, it, the misfortune in our lives, which we all have, if we so choose, might actually be one of the greatest things that's ever happened to us. And we don't know the consequence of misfortune and the consequence of good fortune as well. Amen. Oh, so well said. <laughs> that's true. We yeah. go through what we go through, and we're not the ones that can make it. Well, we can decide how we're going to handle it, but we're yeah. in, in the care of others and, uh, and and those who believe in the higher power, and I do. We're all part of this process trying to move ourselves forward, having these experiences and having these relationships, which I agree with you is the biggest item of this whole process. The people right. that we the relationships that we have. Oh, pain, pain comes to all of us. Right. In different right. degrees and cities and different forms. But one thing that I've learned throughout my life, and it's not always easy, and it's almost never easy, but even though pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. I, I believe that because I see that through so many great examples in my life. Yeah. And, and how, you know, we all have a story to tell. Like you said, we all have stuff. We're all going through hard things, but we learn through stories. You know, when we sit down at a campfire and someone starts out, once upon a time, you know, we all oh, perk yeah. up just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the greatest teachers would teach through stories. Jesus would use parables to be able to illustrate a point because we remember those things. And so if we use the stories of our lives and try and pass those, those, uh, those messages and those, those lessons learned onto our, you know, the, the next generation. Now look at my kids. They're going to go through stuff. How can I help set a bar for them and say, hey, look, here's part of my story. Maybe you can learn from this as well. We can learn from each other and support each other. Um, there's, there's power in that. There is. Um, Absolutely. That, that, is, that is a beautiful thing to say. And thank you. And by the way, your family is beautiful. Uh, thank they're, you. They're gorgeous. All of them. All Everybody. credit to my wife. She, yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad I didn't adorable. mess the mix up. That's a, <laughs> that would be hard to do. But <laughs> anyway, I know we're running short on, on for until we get to our break, but we've yes. got so many things we want to hear about you and your life and what you've done and, and your recent diagnosis and how you come to that. And I know you and Doug can relate to this so mm -hmm. well with each other. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's just, there's, again, 
no coincidences, right? There's no coincidences. And we have well, so many listeners. You, you out mentioned there. miracles and you focus on those miracles. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you focus on those miracles. Uh, if you don't believe in miracles, I hope those that are watching do believe in one today in particular because you're absolutely looking at one. Uh, and then we can get deeper into my story as we go into the next uh, part of the, of the interview. But um, I am I'm absolutely living a miracle in every sense of the word. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we appreciate that. And this is exactly what we want our listeners to hear. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story and everybody has miracles. And sometimes you don't recognize them. Sometimes you do recognize them. And that's what this is all about. That's why we do what we do, because mm -hmm. we want people to take, I feel it's a miracle having you right here on our show with us. I mean, <laughs> really, this is, it is just fascinating that we were able to go to this meeting and run into you and meet you and talk to you. And, yep. and just, I'm, we always ask Heavenly Father every day, just help us to be a, an angel in the hands and just mm -hmm. help us to bring the light to somebody that might need it and to, to recognize the miracles that are out there every day and to teach people how to recognize them. They can be as simple as I met David Osmond last night. <laughs> really? You know, I mean, there's well, so many neat miracles. Kudos to you guys. I mean, just, just, you know, the fact that you say we, you pray for those opportunities, those, yes. those, those events to occur in your life, but it also took you, you know, taking the step out and even asking, to, and I'm grateful for the invitation to come forward. Actually, this last week, I was at an Ace Hardware store getting like a hose or some tools or something. And as I was checking out this, this, this kid who was uh, ringing me up, he just said, hey, can I ask you a, a weird question? And I went, well, you got a weird answer, but yeah, go ahead. He goes, are you married? And I went, yeah, and happily so. He goes, well, that was my second question. Like, how did you do that? And, and is, is, is like, is it possible to actually meet? Someone? He was so anxious to meet someone and have a have a girlfriend, like have a significant other. He was, oh, and, yeah. wow! That question says you, you're going to be just fine. Like, have the boldness to act, and don't don't sit back and wait for the miracles to happen. In some ways, and it's it's Beautiful. great to pray. Great to have, you know, the hope, putting that hope out there and having that in your heart. But it also takes you moving, you know, taking action in your life. Yes. To make Absolutely. Got to take action. Yeah. So we're going to go to our first fine, break here. Man. You're going to be fine, <laughs> young man. We're going to take our break here. And when we come back, we're going to learn and dig deeper into David Osmond's life because there's a lot of layers <laughs> there. Yeah. And we want to uncover a few of them and find the miracles that are there. So stay tuned. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are so happy to have you join us again. We are in our second half here. 
with the amazing David Osmond. <laughs> we are having so much fun. And I did, I spilled my guts about how I was married to his dad when I was like 12, at least in my <laughs> dreams, right? So, <laughs> but I did come clean with Suzanne when we were on the cruise together. And you know, that's just how it was. So I felt better. It's off my shoulders. Anyway, so we're going to take this second half and get more into your life, David, because it is so amazing. And You've had many, many miracles and people that have been following you kind of know a little bit, but those that haven't or don't even understand what you've gone through, I'd really like to share that with them because you and yeah. Doug share similar stories and you have both just taken this opportunity to turn what, as you said, could have been a really bad thing. Go, well, let's see what's going to happen with that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm grateful that Doug shared his story as well. And I had no idea, Doug, when, when you came up to me the other night and we're sharing yeah. just a piece about uh, what you were dealing with. And, and it's something that I was very familiar with, or I thought I was, uh, this particular diagnosis when I was a kid. Because my, my dad uh, has lived with multiple sclerosis, MS, um, uh, since I was just a little boy. And, and in fact, none of us knew what that, that was. My dad even didn't even know what that diagnosis was when, when his body started to kind of shut down and yeah. kind of stopped him from moving when his... When he couldn't play his trumpet as fast, he couldn't play his guitar, and his, he kept dropping his microphone, tripping on stage. Like it just started to slow his body down, and yeah. what he what he wanted to do, and to be a father of eight boys. You know, he was and, and on stage singing and performing his whole life, I and mean, incredibly active uh, as as you know a young dad even was. Like to see him start to decline was I could see the pain that that we talked about. I could see the you know the confusion. In fact, he didn't under, he didn't know what MS was. When he was diagnosed, he, he, you know, I'm one of eight boys, no girls. So he goes, well, what's that? MS, many sons? I don't know what that, I have that always. always, He makes a pun out of everything, you know, his artistic mind. And, and as he learned more about it, uh, he he realized, you know, what this was. It was, uh, it was a debilitating disease, an autoimmune disease of the central nervous system. And as a kid, me, I'm just young. I I don't even know how to spell nervous. Yeah. Uh, but but my dad, I, but I saw my dad's character. He he said since I was a little boy, he said, David, yeah, I may have MS, but MS does not have me. And he had this tenacity to him. He was larger than life. My dad was tough as nails, and his spirit was strong, and still is yes. uh, today. And and having a dad with that example, especially with MS, was such a gift for me. And I guess even a miracle in its own right for me because. Here, years later, decades later, as a young man, now I start to having physical challenges, some, some massive pain, crushing pain. It started on Christmas Eve 2005, wow. and it started in my toes uh, and my feet, and it moved quickly up my body to my knees, my waist, my chest. Uh, it, it hit my hands, and then my hands started slowing down. I started tripping and falling, and eyesight was diminishing, and very quickly, within a few months... Believe it or not, I end up in a wheelchair and I, I can't even move my toes. And I'm in this state of paralysis and pain and crushing, like just burning everywhere. Uh, like I'm being run over by a steamroller. It's just like pain. Uh, symptoms that are actually very different from my dad. But then ultimately when I get the diagnosis, David, this looks like it's MS. I thought I was, you know, smarter than neurologists. I'm like, no, it's not. You know, th- this is how it is. <laughs> I know, I've seen my dad my whole life. How am I worse off in a matter of weeks and months than he was, has been in decades? It didn't make sense to me. 
I've had an education of a lifetime of, of you know, a, about what the nature of what multiple sclerosis is. MS, if you think of it as many scars. So this immune, autoimmune disease that attacks the central nervous system causing lesions and scarring on the brain in different places and different times and intensities that ultimately, for the most part, can stop people from moving. Can, can hit the pain centers, can have cognitive dissonance. Like, I mean, it can affect the entire wiring of your body. And so every person with MS is affected very differently, but there's a lot of similarities in, in some regard. And so I've learned a lot about what this disease is. And Doug and I share a very, that same diagnosis, as yeah, come to yeah. find out. Yeah. I've learned over the years, having MS is kind of a, a, a terrible way to meet great people. You know, I thought I had, I had, I have a large family, but my family's so much bigger because yes. there's, there's millions of people living with this, right. this autoimmune disease and for every challenge at that, you know, that yep. pain we talked about in different shapes and forms, whether it's MS or it's diabetes, like my little brother, maybe it's cancer, like my mother-in-law who passed away with breast cancer. Maybe it's depression, anxiety. It can be financial problems, addiction. Depression. I mean, there, there's real challenges in life, yes. and there's a lot of people that are really struggling. Yep. And as we connect with each other, we support each other, and and th there is there there is a, a group, there's a tribe, there's a, 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 a there's a family of people who understand what you're going through, and to share your story, and and, and to see uh, as you analyze the the bigger scope of what's happening in your life, as hard as it may be, there are miracles happening in our lives and as we connect there's strength in those numbers uh and share our stories certainly I, and have, i really appreciated doug you sharing yours just the the, the things that are you're going through uh to go from the the wheelchair in my own life yeah I, I, and i was dating my wife this whole time i mean we were dating almost a year when i got hit hard this physical and went downhill fast yeah. and she stayed by my side i mean talk about a miracle Yep. Uh, when yeah. I proposed from my wheelchair, she says yes. What a miracle! They uh, <laughs> happen every single day. To yeah. actually start walking without assistance since my wedding day, um, and to be able to walk today, I still am burning and crushed with pain everywhere from from about the midsection down into my toes. I still have that every every second of the day. Uh, uh, my eyesight's back though. My hands are moving pretty good. I can play my guitar. I can be on stage. I can perform. I can do the television shows that I'm doing. I can be here at Tribe House and be the market president of this great organization and be extremely active as a husband and a father. That is miraculous. Uh, and my neurologist himself says, David, I got to tell you, man, I walk into his office and have regular checkups. I'm in his office next week. I'm in his office in two days, actually. Come to think of it. <laughs> and, and last time I was in there, he, we were going through all of my MRIs over all these years. And I have it every six months to a year. And look at what's going on inside the brain and the damage that's there. And he says, David, this is crazy. But if I didn't know you and I didn't see you just walk into my office and I just looked at this scan of all the lesions and this, the demyelination all over the brain and throughout the spine, he'd say, that's the picture of a guy who could be totally paralyzed. And here you are. That is crazy. Now, I, I hear him say that, and I have to go, wow, what an incredible miracle in my life. But my, my first thought actually is uh, almost, uh, almost a sense of, uh, well, major humility 
but um, guilt in some ways, like, why me? Why, why am I walking when I know so many people, and I know them personally, who aren't? Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't know the answer to that. But what am I going to do with the time that I've been given? I mean, how, how am I going to pay this forward? Yeah, I, I know the things I can complain about. I know the, 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 the challenges that are there. Um, but but I, I have to look at the other side of that coin and, and realize what a blessing I, I'm, and a miracle that I truly am living. Um, and Doug, I'm sure you feel the same way. I do. It's, it's kind of a, it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. It's just the same thing. What can I do rather than what can I not do? Yeah. And it's just that approach we have to take every day. Regardless of circumstance, well, I get up and we keep on moving forward. And so it's a wonderful blessing and a great, well, it's a challenge, but that's okay. As you say, your muscles only get bigger when they're pressed and they push, when you have to lift heavy weights. And so that applies to everything. And you're a great example of that. Thank you. Thanks, man. Well, what you just said is it reminds me of my grandpa, George Osmond, who was a, yeah. he was a master sergeant during World War II. He was a drill sergeant, tough guy. And that was always his thing. You can do it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the kid, he put his hands on my shoulder. David, you're going to go through things in this life. It's going to be tough. And life is tough, but so are you. So you'd be tough right back. You know, that's yeah. all my dad coming through that. But, uh, you know, I learned through music. I, I am inspired by music. It's my love language. It's my universal language. Yes. And how I, how I communicate best. And so I actually wrote a song about what it's like living with multiple sclerosis and what this challenge is. Wow. And, and I thought of my grandpa and I, I entitled the song, I Can Do This. Because you're right. I know my disabilities. I got many of them. I have many of them every single day. I mean, it, you take me on one-on-one in basketball, you'll see them real fast. <laughs> I'm not as athletic as I used to be. I, I know that I, I can't do certain things right now. But because I know what I can't do, that means I know what I can do. I know what my abilities are. And those things mean so much more to me now than even before. And that fact alone, maybe having MS is, there's that, the, the parable of the Chinese farmer. Right. You know, is this a misfortune or is it actually good fortune? Like, uh, maybe, right. maybe having MS is, is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Because all of a sudden, this fresh perspective of what I still have versus what I don't. Right. Um, I appreciate every step I take. Every, you know, I get on, get in a car and drive. I going up these stairs just a little bit away. I, I remember what it's like not to be able to do anything for myself, and to have to rely on my my spouse, my wife, my caretaker, who stuck by my side when strangers would come up to her, and I'm in a wheelchair sitting right there. I can hear them, and and they would just walk up and say, "Oh, sweetheart, are you sure about this?" Oh, gosh. And it'd be as crass as saying, you want to be married to a cripple? I mean, really? Like, unbelievable. The, yeah. Yeah. The, this, the, the brazenness, the crassness of some people to, yeah. that, that don't look outside the, what they're saying. Do you understand what you're saying? I, I'm, a, I'm a being. You know, I'm a, I have a heart. I have emotions. And, and all of us, yeah. we're in the same lifeboat. I mean, we need more humanity. We need more love. Compassion. Absolutely. Look outside of ourselves and say, not 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 what what's in it for me, but what can I do for you? Yep. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. I wrote that down. Yeah. I like this. Is this the worst thing that happened to me, or is it the best thing that happened to me? That's very deep. That's impressive. That's, it's, that's making me think about a lot of things. <laughs> and Doug, I, it sounds so easy to say. 
because it's yeah. harder in practice. I know oh, for sure because I I hit my wall. I was somebody even today. They're just like talking about how I'm always smiling. I'm so happy. I'm like, you know, I, I thank you. I, that was a that's a huge compliment. Yeah. But I I recognize that life isn't just you know rose colored glasses and peaches and roses. I mean, my wife's the first one to see me when I hit that wall. Yeah. And when I slam my finger in a car door, it's like I'm still yeah. screaming. I'm still uh-huh. hurting. But but I aren't recognize, you grateful you could hit feel it. I know. Yeah, right. Yes, really. absolutely. There, and and there, there's a lot of challenges I have every day that I hide. All right, I'm, I don't. I do, I, they're not as evident. Um, uh, and and I share this with even being on stage with my aunt Marie, and, and where I even get a chance to sing the song, I can do this, and so many other things. It was amazing. Uh, these messages, and I look at the things she's gone through, and we talk about these things, and we have a support together. Yeah, with my dad, with with my my family, with my wife, the things she she's gone through. We we need each other more than yeah. ever. And my as my dad says, you know, we can choose to be bitter, or we can choose to be better. And I believe we we can be in in all situations. And I I recognize how hard some people are. Some of the things they're going through, life is tough. And I think, man, as I look at my own cards that I've been dealt. I meet somebody every single day. If I open my eyes and my heart to it, I meet someone I, can, I can't even imagine changing places with. And some of these, these stories of other people that I, when I meet them, they're smiling. And I go, wow, what do I have to complain about? I, I, I've got it pretty dang good. Despite the, the, the hardness and the toughness of what this is. Sure. And that's okay, too. It's, I mean, there are good days and there's bad days. Yeah. And you can't just live in the fluff clouds of, of everything's fine because sometimes everything's not fine. But that's and I appreciate what you said because I've done that with my with my spouse as well, my wife Heidi. Sometimes there's not good days, and we want to talk about that. And for whatever the reason may be, but I'm grateful that she's sticking this thing with me. It's like okay, together we can probably get somewhere, and we are getting somewhere. We have gotten somewhere. Yeah. And, and that's again back to that connection. We need that more than we even realize. Yeah. And I think, I think Dave too, I really appreciate you sharing your story and Doug too. And, and my story. Yeah. Yeah. So a whole bunch there too. Yeah. But I feel if we can share our stories, one thing I learned was somebody else has always got it harder than we do always. So if we can step out of our problems and, and help somebody else with their problems, our problems become very minute, (laughs) you know, they're still there. They're still real. But if somebody can look at you and watch you on stage or watch you at the tribe house or watch you do whatever you're doing and go, he's doing this with what he's going through. I can do this. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that's what's so beautiful about the fact that you're sharing. Yeah. Like you. you are. I appreciate that. Well, thank you for those that if you feel inclined and go search David Osmond, I can do this. That's your song. You can have it. You can. You can use it for whatever you encounter, and hopefully it brightens and lifts your day. Uh, put a mu- nice music video together together with some good friends and trying to share some stories of, of hopefully something we can all relate with. And, and music kind of has that universal commonality. Yeah. We, can, we, we connect through that, and I, that's why I love the way I was raised. I thought every kid's dad was in show business, and I'm, I'm grateful <laughs> to have been raised with the, with the love of music. Um, yeah. And and with these stories, like like you mentioned, how yeah. I, I got it. I had a chance as a kid even to be the youth chairman of a charity that my aunt Marie was a co-founder of, the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Yeah. And, and to go around visiting children's hospitals as a child, 
and a kid and meeting other young kids my same age going through unthinkable circumstances. Uh, it, yeah, it these little kids. It just appreciate the littlest things when it, it's, it's hard to kind of grasp the complexities of life even at a young age. But when you see a young child your age with leukemia and no hair, and you think, oh, man, there's, we're all living some life right now. Yeah. I think it's a quote attributed to Albert Einstein who said, you can live your life in one of two ways. You can live as if nothing is a miracle or you can live as if everything is a miracle. And as this, kind of take the step back, I believe in the latter. I, I believe we're all living in absolute incredible. I mean, look at look at where we are. What we're right. nobody's nobody's getting out of here alive, right? And <laughs> that's true. <laughs> to get to get through this life, I mean, it, it's not just about just getting to the end. It's it, it's that enjoying the journey. And there's all bumper stickers to go with this for sure, and little <laughs> reminders. And it sounds like you know, it's, it's nice to say it. It makes it a nice little catchphrase. But there's truth to those things. Um, I, I change them. I change them a little bit so that I can live them a little better. Like for example, I wear this ring on my finger that my brother designed. E T T E. It's a scriptural reference. Endure to the end. And oh. I'll be honest. Like that phrase. Like. It, although it's true, like it just feels, oh, just so long. Like, oh man, clear to the end. This is tough, man. The end. Uh, no, I, ch I changed it. A friend of mine shared it, so I, I can live it. Endure to the end of the day. All right. So maybe if I, it may not be a perfect day, but I've got tomorrow. Maybe I'll, maybe it'll be a little bit better. And yeah, and good. if I surround myself with those that lift me up as opposed to pull me down, the one thing that I know I can control is my attitude and right. my personality, my, you know, uh, to put a smile on. Sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I'm faking it. I'm not going to lie. But if it's I even force a smile sometimes, at least puts me on the path in a trajectory for happiness as opposed to the latter. And I promise you every neurologist and doctor I've met since having MS and I sit on the board for the Race to Erase MS and the National MS Society. I do a ton of work with them. I've met a lot of brilliant minds in this space. And so many of them have told me, David, when someone comes into my office and I have to be the bearer of bad news and I diagnose them with MS or ALS or brain cancer or something other, very tragic disease, I can usually determine, I've, so many people have told me this, which direction they might go as far as the prognosis. If they seem to have a negative Debbie Downer, just kind of a, a hard outlook on stuff. Usually you're going to go that path, but if it's positive, optimistic, just happy uh, determination. And they, and I know that about their personality, they, they always do better. So I have to think when my, when my own kids, uh, when they're praying for me and they're young, but when they say, yeah. please bless daddy, help him with his MS. Why wouldn't I put, every effort into making their little prayer, their wish, their hope come true by forcing that smile. If I could even do this much better, as opposed to being negative and, and, and grumpy and angry about everything, uh, if that's going to pull me down, why go that way when I could possibly hedge my bet for the other way? Um, it's, again, not easy. I don't want to take, make that light because I know there's so many tragic things in this life that don't make sense. Why do bad things happen to good people? Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know that answer, but 
but I do know what, what brings me joy. And it's finding something to laugh at each day, finding something to smile and surround yourself with those people that will help you lift you up and not pull you down. Yes. Right. There is, there is a, there is a group out there for you. There's someone that understands. I promise you that. Positivity, positivity. I, you know, my dad passed away now, gosh, on the 8th of April, it'll be, it was 36 years ago. You know, oh. he was 50 years old. He was very young. But mm-hmm. I remember all my siblings, there were six of us, and all of us were saying, no, I was his favorite. No, I was his favorite. No, I was, I mean, that was a, such a tribute to my dad, just because of the positivity that he was going through and, and the things that he was going through with his health. But all of us thought we were his favorite, you know, because <laughs> he made us feel that way. And that, that was such a huge tribute to my dad and you're doing the same thing with your kids and your family. And, you know, I try to do that with my kids. Sometimes they don't want to hear it, but you know, sometimes you just have to stay positive. You still have, you just have, no matter what's going on. And, you know, there's so many things in life that happen and it's like, well, I can either choose to go this route or I can choose to go this route, Yeah. which is going to bring me more joy and happiness because the situation isn't changing. Yeah. So we got to figure out which way we're going to go. It can help back to the thought because, yeah, there's good days and bad days and all those kinds of things. And what are we going to do with it? For me, I've mentioned this before, but for me on my on my phone, I have an alarm that goes off every night at nine o'clock. And that's reminding me, write down the blessings of the day or whatever happened that day. And that helps to get my, my head right before I go to bed kind of a thing. And so some days, like I said, they're not good or whatever. The blessings I write down sometimes are maybe the difficulty of that day, because going back to the Chinese metaphor that you talked about, we'll see what happens, or, or maybe, because there's a good thing that can come from Maybe. Them. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a real practice. That's something I need to, to actually maybe put into my own life. I, I, I have my notes where at the end of the day, I put my to-do list for the next day, because oh, okay. I won't remember yeah. it. Right. I need to make another list of all the great things that have happened to me. So that's a, thank you for that inspiration, yeah. Doug. I've been been doing that too. It's, it's Doug taught me that too. So I, I love that. I'm not been as good as I should be, but I do have a lot in there. (laughs) Hey Doug, remember? Oh yeah. Okay. Get your hands. But also put your mindset in a place of being able to be open to the good. Uh, right. His presence. So as you know, as a man thinketh, so is he. So think of positive things as we think on, on the good. Yeah. there is a lot yes. of, of positivity and, and goodness in the yes. world. Yes. There is. Well, we've only got a couple more minutes and I, I'm going to put you on the spot here, David, because yeah. this has been coming to my mind really quickly is well, as, as a child growing up in the Osman world, <laughs> what is one of the miracles that you experienced as a child growing up or a young adult? Man, as a, as I look back now, I think my, my first go-to, because you mentioned being part of, of this entertaining family, I look at the miracle of what my family has been able to accomplish together as a family unit in show business, to be able to stay together, to love each other, to have this bond, and also be able to use their platform to lift others. Uh, and, and to be as successful as they were, not in a worldly sense of, hey, look how many gold records you have. Look how many, you know, number one shows and, and all these accolades. It's, it wasn't about that. The thing that I've been able to see my family focus on is what matters most. And this goes back, I think, to my grandparents. 
George and Olive, they were amazing people. And I wish I could go back and be able to have the, the, the foresight to be able to spend more time with them as a young child, to garner as much information from them as I could. But they, they were miraculous together. What they co- accomplished is incredible uh, as a family. And they, they always use their platform. Yes. And, and my grandpa and my grandma had this, this it, was a, it was some ground rules that they set for the family. It was always, it was God first. And then it's family, and then it was music and show business. And if we do not have our priorities in that order, then we're not doing this thing called showbiz. We'll do something else. Um, because that they knew that that was the success to life, is having that priority straight. And so that, to me, is miraculous. And I, I think for them, they, them to have such a large family, the things they went through, man, I got it pretty dang good. And I stand on the shoulders of giants, and I recognize that. And I'm so grateful to my dad, but also my mom, her family. The, the incredible stories that they had together as, as the Pinnegar family. Um, my, my wife, like her mother passed at 55. You mentioned young, a very young. Uh, but a, what a great woman. What a wonderful person. Uh, we all come from, we all have a story to tell. We come from great stock. And, and as we look at our families, we learn from the past. And let's make the future better. Oh, thank you so much. You are a, an extremely classy guy. Yep. Very, very class act. And thank you again so much for gracing us and sharing this with us. And we would love to help you with whatever we can help you with. And you are doing great things. And I think that it's beautiful that that the next generation, I know a number of you, and the next generation is just carrying that forward again. And thank you for doing that. And your children you will do that. the same thing. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank so, you, Doug, for this opportunity. And God bless you, everyone watching. Uh, uh, there are resources for whatever you might be going through. Please reach out and, and find those people that understand and, and there, you have strength in numbers. And keep watching this show. This is, this is a blessing in my life. Thank you. Thank you. And if there, is there a way to contact you, David, if they'd like to contact you? And tell them again about your song, the title. Yeah, absolutely. Now. And there's tons of music. I have a brand new music project you can check out also. It's a big band. Uh, it's called the Osmond Chapman Orchestra. And it is awesome. So Caleb Chapman's my band leader. It's so fun. My first cassette tape was Frank Sinatra. So to do that style of music (laughs) with a 16-piece big band orchestra is phenomenal. Uh, Check that out. On social media, we all connect. You know, that way is easy. Certainly, you can drop me, you know, some DMs or send me Mm -hmm. a message that way. David Osmond on Instagram. uh, Of course, on Twitter and Facebook and all the like. And then um, on my website, David Osmond is another good way to do that. Uh, but you know, to be, I'm able to wear lots of different hats. So there's different arenas for different things. I'm the, I'm the host of a kid's TV show that's out there called Wonderama. Awesome. Uh, across the country, uh, uh, other TV shows on CBS here, local in Utah, uh, on every single week, every single day. Uh, and then, uh, at tribe house where we connect here, uh, yep. to be here on the, in the, on these ranks. Uh, if you if you come to Utah, we'll probably cross paths at some point. So oh, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure we'll maybe, make sure we do Costco. But you never know. Hey, yes. we'll take whatever, right? The other miracles. Absolutely. And thank you again. We it's, we're wrapping up in time. Doug, I love you. David, thank you so much. I love you and your whole family. And it's been a pleasure. And we want everybody to please have a happy and healthy week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. 
Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show.